The following podcast contains strong language and ridiculous cartoon scenarios conjured up by two self-proclaimed comedy wizards. Between you and me, they're more like Saturday morning court jesters fueled by sugary cereal. But either way, the opinions expressed and presented are mere musings, so please humor their well-intentioned hijinks with a laugh and not by taking anything they say seriously. Unless, of course, you want to pay them to say something else. Could always use a new pair of shoes. Welcome to ReviewParty.com. I'm Brent. I am Matt. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. It's on the internet. It's about reviews from the internet. It um, doesn't suck balls. It doesn't suck balls. That's what we're really trying. It's hard to convey that between the lines <laughs> of these introductions, so I appreciate you just bringing it into the light like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm ready to let loose. That's really how our pot... <laughs> hey, everybody, this is ReviewParty.com. We promise it doesn't suck balls. <laughs> Stick around for like 10 minutes and uh, you'll see. You'll be in the thick of it. You'll be in the thick of the lack of the ball sucking, <laughs> which is exactly where you want to be. Uh, Matt, do you want to start this week? I do, actually. Funny you should ask. Uh, I was recently in Cincinnati for probably the first time ever, and I was trying to find a place And hopefully late the night. last. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Suck in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I traveled there by train. It was, it was my first time riding an Amtrak as opposed to a Metro train. In any case... Uh, you know, trains, trains are leaving all hours of the day. So it was like a post midnight train. I'm like, I just need to find a place to chill out for an hour. And I was looking on none other than Yelp to find a place to go. Little did I know I would stumble across the Plum Street Cafe. This is a Yelp review of the Plum Street Cafe from Emily M. Emily writes, been coming here for years. Went here on May 29th, 2022. Okay. Tried to come back on June 25th. The bartender was nothing but rude. Called me out and said I threw up at the bar, or my dog did, without having any proof. First of all, my dog is a service dog and well-behaved, and he doesn't throw up, pee, or poop anywhere, and is known anywhere? at multiple... <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> and is known at multiple bars in Cincinnati. <laughs> Yes, I may have gotten too drunk and thrown up in the bathroom, in the toilet, but never on the bar. The bartender was nothing but rude and disrespectful. I went to this bar on 617 and they allowed me in and that bartender saw me the night I threw up on the bar as well. He said I didn't do anything wrong and was welcome back whenever. This bartender with the blonde hair never liked my small shih tzu to begin with and made... <laughs> And made up that I threw up on the bar. I've never done that in my entire life. We've lived on 4th Street for years, and I am telling everyone not to come to this bar because they make up stories about people without proof. <laughs> Listen to this quote. <laughs> I'm a nurse, not an alcoholic. <laughs> I know how to handle my alcohol. I will be in contact with the manager ASAP. I've never been disorderly, rude, or disrespectful which I never would be. One star. Me and my famous dog, which is a famous <laughs> across the bars of Cincinnati, of Cincinnati for not pooping, shitting, farting, pissing, slobbering anywhere. Ever. <laughs> it, it goes without shitting. It consumes the energy. The doggy biscuits 100% become energy. It's, it's a fuel-efficient dog that cannot shit or piss. Pure fusion plasma is going on inside <laughs> this shih tzu. This is a fusion reactor of a little fuzzball, <laughs> and every bartender in Cincinnati loves it. You can ask them, all right? I have proof, unlike you. <laughs> and I'm going to take my dog, and I'm going to contact the managers as soon as possible, all right? But this review took precedent <laughs> yeah. to contacting them as soon as possible after, after I write this. a grumpy review on Yelp. That <laughs> the, Obviously, that is it is not in the realm of possibility for me not to write this review before contacting the manager. It's of tantamount importance. <laughs> it is. 
a make or break style situation that I write this review about my dog that cannot piss shit slobber. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even eye crusty. All right. There's no eye crusties <laughs> at all. Now I'm going to level with you. Yeah, I got drunk. You maybe I threw up in the bathroom, in the toilet. <laughs> in the toilet. Let yeah. the record show that not a dribble of vom vom splashed anywhere upon anything except maybe the rim of the toilet. <laughs> but this just didn't. I'm a nurse. Did you know that? Nurses don't drink or I can't puke. be an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Every nurse in the world, it's common fact, they take the first uh, <laughs> the first class they take at college is how to not drink too much. <laughs> There's never been a nurse who has drank too much in one sitting or over the course of a sort of a long period, yeah, which would make them do? an alcoholic. Are they going to pump out their own stomachs? I don't think so. <laughs> which just is uncouth. There would be no nurse population at all if they could be alcoholics. They'd be unprofessional if they tried. <laughs> the bartenders would say, she's a nurse and this is what she's doing in her off time. I'm going to write a review about her hospital and then contact her manager. ASAP. ASAP. <laughs> Call me Rocky because I am getting it to it ASAP. You know what? I bet her dog isn't really a Shih Tzu from the sounds of it. It's one of those little... Uh, Little plastic robot dogs that could do backflips from the 90s. <laughs> like a poochie. Are those what those called? Poochies? That was one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those little, those little, you turn them on and they just oh, are oh. annoying. <laughs> and then they do a backflip. Yeah. Yeah. What's that grinding noise? Oh, yeah, that's poochie on the floor trying to do a flip. Don't worry, it doesn't poop or shit or piss. <laughs> Anywhere. Anywhere. Not even in the designated areas, all right? You ever see the people that train their cats to shit in the toilet instead of a litter box? I've heard of these things. It was in the, in the movie, the, the Ben Affleck movie. Mm, I saw a little TikTok where they – basically you make a cardboard thing with a hole in the middle and you put the, the kitty litter on top to simulate a kitty litter experience. And you cut the shithole gradually bigger and bigger until it's the size of a toilet seat. Okay. And that's if for some reason you need your cat to shit in a toilet like a human, that's how you do it. It's a little bit of switcheroo on the cat. Yeah. But the, the shih tzu doesn't even do that. It doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. Everyone knows. Its butthole is closed off. It has a void-like organ in its place just consumes it and sends it to the shih tzu dimension uh i have a, a bit of a journey through the review universe here for okay. my my starters let me buckle up i clicked on a review and each review made me want to check another place for reviews so i thought Ooh. i would bring everyone on that journey so That's here's fun. a series of three reviews two for the same product and one for a different product, I believe. Uh, this first one is for the Nerf Vortex Arrow Howler Foam Ball. Classic long-distance football, flight-optimizing tail, hand grip, indoor, and outdoor fun, red. Okay, red, though. Interesting. This one's red. Okay, I'll allow it. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bored. I'm just... Surprised. Just surprised. It's red and uh, sort of neon green. That's what I was... Yeah, neon green, neon orange. Give me some neon. Yeah. Instead of a cherry limeade style Ooh, ball here. Okay. Tasty. But don't take it from me. Take it from Alec, who titles their review in all caps, Nerf Football. They write, always wanted one as a kid, but could never afford it. Now oh. that I have my little guy, I want to buy another one. These are awesome. Any negative review, don't listen to them. If you <laughs> love your child and they are wanting to play, quote, catch, buy this. Awesome and ultimate fun. Five stars. They haven't forbid you use like a soft, cushy baseball or something <laughs> for your toddler. You're just not giving them the full, quote, catch experience. I'm ready to launch this thing at my kid's face. Hey, little guy, 
<laughs> Go stand over there while I nuke this thing right at you. Don't worry, you'll hear the whistle. I want them to sort of have their the genetic instinctive activation of, of a bombing raid <sighs> when this ball is coming yes. at them. I'm going to tell little, little, little Taliesin to go over there and turn your back to me. And you don't turn around. <laughs> you don't turn no around no matter, no matter what you hear. No matter how loud that whistle gets, <laughs> you don't turn around. Do you trust me? Do you trust me as your father or not? <laughs> turn don't, around. Don't listen to your mother. She's a negative reviewer. <laughs> she lies. She is a liar. How I just want she? him to like ninja clutch that thing out of the air with his back turned. Right. You're you're putting your kid in in a, a training mode. Daughter can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Kid, do you want to play catch with your kid or do you want to play quote catch with your kid? <laughs> Am I right? There's a difference. There's a difference. And in this house, we only play quote catch. And <laughs> if we're going to play it, we're going to play it right. All right. There's going to be elite skills happening. We're going to be in the top. 5% of catch players in this neighborhood. You familiar with the pacer? Okay. You, you're you going to be. <laughs> oh, my kid is going to get this thing whistling like a, like a fucking <laughs> screaming Mimi, baby. I'll tell you what. Uh, which brings us, so that review made me think, well, he's got a lot to say about the negative reviews. I bet there's some something in, down in there. Probably. in those parts. So here's another one for the red. Vortex Iron Nerf Howler. Howler. It's hard to say that fast when you have a thick, giant Midwestern tongue. Howler. Alice S. Lucas titles it Dud. They write, this product is a dud. Buy the more expensive one. This one doesn't fly Mm. as far and doesn't whistle as much. And the difference between the more expensive one and this one is very large. One star. But what is the difference? (sighs) You know, I asked the same question, and I had to find out, so I scoured. Like, I'm I'm ready to criticize you didn't throw it hard enough. Obviously, that's why it's not going as far. That's why it's not, not whistling as easily, because you're a weakling. But if you've got both, <laughs> you'll tell us. You'll tell us. Yeah, from from the looks of it, I – from eyeballing the page, I thought, well, this looks like the most name brand a Nerf Vortex Howler could be. Got to add a pro on there, I'm sure. Yeah, like is an there... EX. <laughs> right. And I could not find anyone that seemed upgraded. They all have the same name, but this one is $40 instead okay. of 20 Uh, The packaging, it just looks older. I I don't know, but, you know, I, I wanted to look at to the reviews for more answers, didn't I? So you didn't have to. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but instead of finding – there's all the positive ones weren't funny. So here's a negative <laughs> one for that one. Uh, this for specifically Nerf Vortex Arrow. The arrow's capitalized this time. Holder Howler Football Exterior 32 centimeters assorted color. You're paying premium for the assortment of the color. But this one is mm-hmm. neon blue and neon teal. So Nice. Probably what you're looking for. Uh, and Zelf titles their review Sad. They write oh. extremely disappointed, uh, scrunchy, sad face emoji. <laughs> I was so excited to finally be able to play with this awesome ball. Unfortunately, one of the tail fins wasn't attached to the spine. Had to glue oh. it and repair it. Two stars. That's devastating. You think it's packaging? Could be packaging. This this one is not as contained within a box yeah. as the other one. This one is just sort of uh, – it's got the flat back and it's sort of tied onto – Zip tied to that sucker? Oh, mm. no. You pick that up at Target, that's fine. But if, if that's getting shoved in the mailbox, dumped in a, in a bin of mail, mm-hmm. that's when you get fin separation. Yeah, the postal workers are overworked these days. They're not going to say, oh, this is a Nerf Howler. Let me, oh, let me reinforce this box. They can't even tell. They're not ripping open your mail. That's savagery. And, I mean, even if they're throwing the mail, there's no air getting inside the package for them to know, to, to pass through the whistles. Right. If they if they were throwing the package from uh, one bin of mail to the other to organize it, and it made a little They'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh priority. Quality product in there. Let me put the fragile stamp on that bad boy. 
as you should. Which brings me to the main point of why I brought all these. I think the United States Postal Service, um, as well as UPS, FedEx, um, should employ nerf-sniffing canines. <laughs> you know, I know some shih tzus that, that don't <laughs> need bathroom breaks like those Amazon employees. Right. <laughs> Amazon employees. <laughs> Amazon hates bathroom breaks. Luckily enough, we have a no shitting, no pissing, <laughs> no farting, no drooling, no eye crossing dog that could sniff out these nerfs. And it definitely won't throw up on your bar. <laughs> that just occurred to me. She probably had this thing because it's a tiny dog. She's got it up there. Yeah, that's... either she's holding it or it is on the bar. Yeah, Ooh. even if even if it's a service dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to have them on a bar. Don't put it up there. Maybe the bartender exaggerated in an attempt to not have to deal with that embarrassing thing again in order to avoid the argument of, well, my dog can go on a bar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a slippery slope. A slobbery slope, too. A a little slipping. You want a slip and slide going down the bar? No. No, just as little as you want a, a Nerf Howler with no fin attached, Ugh. with the fins broken off. Tragedy. It's rough. Yeah, I, uh, I think I had one of these as a kid. Couple. Yeah, what was... My main throw-catch thing that I remember, though, was a, it was a cool frisbee. Okay. So it was like a rubber frisbee with like a hollow middle. Oh. Made for, for super distance. Oh, yes. I'm familiar with the type. Yeah, it looked like a little UFO. Ooh. I think it had little little slots, too, for the air to go through, kind of. I don't know. Okay, wow. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we bought that at Target. Not. So it did not come <laughs> finless. Uh, we had a lot of just, like, plastic baseballs and plastic mm. baseball bats, and I just launched those things out of the backyard and think, <laughs> I'm amazing at baseball. <laughs> Do you ever have the uh, the Velcro plastic oh, yeah. plates with the, the Velcroable tennis ball? Yes. I was those, just thinking of those, too. Those are wicked. Those Quality are Quality game. I hope kids are still playing with those. We if you better. didn't play with the Velcro tennis ball, Velcro <laughs> disc mitt, you didn't have a childhood. All right, Elias, and put on your your Velcro shirt. Your Velcro body armor. <laughs> You're going to catch whether you like it or not. <laughs> just, just, I just picture it like Major <laughs> League sidearm 98 for, for mile per hour. My 98 <laughs> mile per hour tennis ball flying at this little kid in a Velcro suit. <laughs> he nice flies catch. 20 feet after he's hit, but he it sticks on. <laughs> You just have another, like, Velcro net behind him. <laughs> it's a it's a multi-layered game. You try to launch him onto a bullseye target. If he can anime style, like, hold his ground, his feet scrape against the gravel as he tries to <laughs> stop the momentum of this ball with the Velcro. And when he can stop it in its tracks, that's when he's ready to move mm-hmm. on to... Uh, <laughs> Playing the what's that the game with the the freaking the launchers where you shoot the balls at each other? It's like those. It's, it's like a big banana sh- hollow banana thing where you put the <laughs> ball in there and you fucking huck those things and they go a million miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah those those sort of lacrosse like things. Yeah, but it's poloy. Yeah, I forget the sport that it actually is. It's very banana. important in some country. Yeah, banana. Anyway, you got a review. Uh, yeah, this one's a bit of a journey, but I've been sitting on it for a little while, so I want to I wanna unload it. It's, you know, it's chafing. <laughs> this is an Amazon review for a book called The Art of Witty Banter. Be clever, quick, and magnetic, second edition. How to be more likable and charismatic. <laughs> D.E. Connor titles his review, Witty Banter? More like, or excuse me... <clears throat> More nearly sarcastic and silly. I What I said was better, but he kind of <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> D.E. writes, This book claims to help you become quick, clever, and magnetic. Childish, sarcastic, and asinine would be more accurate. 
Examples from the book itself. When someone says, I love my television, reply, so do your parents know that you guys are living together before marriage? If someone says, this coffee is terrible, say, I agree, my car's battery acid is tastier. If someone promises, I'll call you when I get home, you answer, I didn't know it's possible to make a phone call from Mars, but okay. Pages 142 to 143. Haha, witty, right? Near the beginning of the book, the author describes an experience of his own during a networking event at which he was being bored by a long-winded coworker. He tried to lighten things up by making a joke about how network events were a human version of butt-sniffing that dogs <laughs> engage in. The author himself admits that this joke didn't work. What a surprise! Or maybe this is intended as an example of what not to do, but the author doesn't say so. The truth is that dif different types of humor work for different types of people. No. Maybe the author's social persona enables him to use humor that is sarcastic and puerile. But for most people, this approach is more likely to be counterproductive. If, in fact, if not, in fact, offensive. <laughs> My wife and I are returning the book <laughs> one star. I, I thought the best, the best joke was the one... About networking being butt butt sniffing. Honestly, yeah, that's the that's the most palatable. That one that one sort of resonated with me on a on a comedic level, on a relatability level. Uh, what resonates with me the most is that last line. My wife and I are returning this book. This book, the art of witty banter. What do you think this marriage is like? Oh. That they're both like, you want to get a... We probably ought to get a book to make ourselves witty. <laughs> Listen, our our banter around here, it's getting a little dry, Loretta. All right? <laughs> I think I got I got this book. I thought, I thought we could go purchase it together. And maybe we could spice things up. Roger, will it make us witty? Will it make us clever? No, let's return it. Uh, back to our boring lives. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, the 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 reviews right, right? That that those suggestions do are very sarcastic, asshole. Awful. Yeah, <laughs> the suggestions. They're not wrong, but it feels like what were they looking? For? What were they expecting? On the other hand, it's very true. I remember buying. When I was in my youth, my aunt took me to a bookstore and I was like, oh, it's a, it's a big book of jokes. Mm. And then I got it home and I'm like, why did this is stupid? Why do I, these jokes aren't good. And also, I'm just reading a book of jokes. This isn't fun. Yeah, it just don't hit the same. It's all about the delivery, baby. That's why Jimmy John's is the funniest sub, <laughs> sub makers. They have great delivery. I, I'm sure. I I hope I'm not alone in this, but the reason Jimmy John's can deliver so fast is because they put an an extreme radius of delivery around their locations. I have a Jimmy John's within walking distance. It's mm -hmm. it's it would be a a walk, but it's within walking distance. I can drive there pretty fast, but apparently it's just a couple minutes out of their their delivery directory or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it's not that they're fast. It's that they're stingy with their delivery <laughs> area. They're very discerning. No, as long as we're talking shit about Jimmy John's, they don't <laughs> put enough stuff on their subs. All right. They no are, amount of witty banter can fix that. It's a little slim witch. That's for sure. Yeah. You get a, that, you get that thin two and a half. If you're lucky slices of meat, and then a big pile of fucking onions and lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run it through the garden, quite literally, <laughs> but not in a good way. Big old squeeze of mayonnaise. Oh, it don't get me started on their mayonnaise <laughs> squeezums, bro. They go hard. <laughs> and I like a little extra sauce, but it, you know, when you're taking a bite and it's, oh, this is bread and sauce and lettuce. Yeah. Just get a salad. Jimmy salads. 
get a, what do they call them? Unwitches? Do they they're the ones who do that? No, I hope or it's just to lettuce. God. It's like a lettuce wrap. I hope to God they're not the ones behind the unwitches, or I have another thing to be mad at them about. It's such an ugly name. Yeah, just call it a fucking salad, just bro. Say, say it's a lettuce wrap if you want to wrap it Let in, it, yeah, lettuce in sheets wrap. of lettuce. I don't, you know, I ain't mad at a lettuce wrap either. No, no, that's fine. Some people can't do bread. Yeah, or some people don't want to. Some or don't want sometimes to. I don't feel like a big old bread blast. Sometimes I just want a green tortilla or a, 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 a wrappable lettuce. Uh, sorry to get off the rails there on the little Jimmy John's rant. I just no, that was well worth it. Uh, yeah, these boring people. <laughs> I don't know what to say about them. Uh, we wish them the best. That's all. I guess I don't really. To be honest, I don't wish them much of anything. Well, yeah, they bought a book like this and thought it would make things better. So, <laughs> I mean, are there were there other positive reviews leading them to think this book was bitching? Sometimes you can't trust the reviews. Let Sometimes me. You gotta trust let your heart. Let me check. I'm being redirected to the Amazon page. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just seeing the the other recommended book titles and how awful they are. How to how to. Be a fucking idiot at a party and get bitches. How to make people do what you want. Ugh, dude. Learn to think using riddles. I don't want people to do what I want them to do. If that makes sense. Uh, let's see here. I do not have the best intentions. This was an interesting read. I highly recommend it. If you are looking to learn how to be witty or just want to learn how to be successful with conversation, (laughs) this book is for you. (laughs) Here, Matt. Uh, say, uh, pretend that we don't know each other and approach me at a party, and I'll 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 say something that will make me witty and successful. Oh, hey, are you Roger's friend? Yeah, if Roger was a real fucking idiot, uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself, bud. How you doing? Say so, that yeah, I could write one of these books. Okay, I, I like. It. <laughs> Here's a good review um, from Satiety McCollum, titled the review. I wanted to learn the quote. Art. I did not learn the capital art by reading this book of common sense and learning how to make friends grammar school style. Would be a better book if retitled to something like How to Get Popular. Three stars. I want to be popular. I want to be popular too. Yeah, be popular sounds pretty cool. Uh, me and Matt are going to go try and get popular. We'll see you guys after break. Won't take long. <laughs> hey, hey uh, witty comment. Damn, that makes me think. We should write one of those books, man. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast. If you'd like to go above and beyond in supporting our show or have the most fabulous conversation starters since sliced bread, go to reviewparty.com.com. Click on Shop and explore some fabulous t-shirt designs. Where's your favorite place to wear a t-shirt? On my body. <laughs> mine mine is at the store. <laughs> that is a good place to wear a t-shirt. Reviewbody.com.com. Click shop. Why stop there? Don't stop now. Don't stop me now because I'm buying a t-shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second half of the episode, and I just had a big old gulp of my G Fuel (laughs) Chili Dogs flavor, which means I am primed and ready to to bust out a Precious Max. Let's go. I've been thinking about Precious Max and how good of a good of a segment it always is. This this is Precious Max. It's the segment where we just have a whole lot of reviews for one thing, and they are undeniable. They must be featured all at once. You can't save it for a year, Matt. It will not be the same. So just do them all at once. We decided to turn our backs on on books about witty conversation and instead go to Amazon to find... <laughs> The following book, <clears throat> Crows, with an exclamation point, <laughs> Strange and Wonderful, uh, by Lawrence Pringle.
<laughs> heir to the Pringle the Pringle <laughs> dynasty? Likely so. <laughs> Uh, this is naturally a book about crows. Uh, without further ado, let's just get cracking on these reviews. This is a review from the one and only Amazon customer who titles the review, Good for Young, period. Amazon customer writes, Good book to add to car... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Good book to add to our collection of crow books. <laughs> our great-grandson loved it. Five stars. <laughs> I I love I think collecting is a great hobby, right? There's yeah. been a lot of these days a lot of a push for minimalism, for having less material oh, yes. possessions in your mm-hmm. life these days. And I can't disagree with that. But having a nice collection of stuff you like to look at is nice too. It's cozy. Crow books though? <laughs> That's a little out of left field, I I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, clue you in here. All of these reviews are a little bit on the left. <laughs> this one comes to us from Margo R. She titles her review, Crow Lover's Delight, and writes, Very informative little book. It held my kindergartner's attention and prompted nice discussion. Five stars. <laughs> Uh, I imagine it is hard to have to get kindergartners to have a nice discussion. That's true. You're looking at this from all angles. Those little dudes can be mouthy. Kind of like crows. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Here's a crazy crow fact. As long as we're in the midst of this, okay. You know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna even make you buy a whole book to get it. Uh, crows in the U.S. and crows in Japan sound different. What? As a result of years of, uh, not domestication, but being close to humans. Interesting. Yeah, and crows are are learners in, you know, crows are very smart. Right. And one of the things they've got from being around humans dif- speaking different languages is actually different vocalizations themselves. Oh, that's so cool. It is very cool. Hashtag love crows. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a review from Margaret H. Parkinson, who titles her review, Crows. <laughs> she writes, excellent book for children or adults. Awaken to the fascination of birds, especially crows. All information is accurate and the illustrations are beautiful and enhance the text. Five stars. If she knew all the information was accurate, why does she need the book? Uh, well... That's got me fucked up, right? Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I totally messed up this. When I said all information is accurate, Uh I made a huge, grievous mistake uh, because my text is too small. Let me (laughs) zoom in on this. Just strike the word all from the record. Mm -hmm. That should have been, ah, because it's an A with two exclamation points. Ah! Information is accurate. Uh, maybe she's a crow, uh, because information is capitalized, as in that's its own self-contained sentence. Uh, but yes. even so, my point remains, yes, if you are does. an expert on all the information in the book, you do not need to buy that book. You don't, but... If, if the information that is in the book is already in your head, that sort of defeats the purpose of the book. It's good to, to be reaffirmed, uh... <laughs> Some people, some people are like Susan S. She titles her review, Crows are so misunderstood. <laughs> and writes, they are so smart. I wish people would have this as a coffee table book to educate others. A good book to read to children. A good book to read to adults. This is a keeper for me. Five stars. I did not know that crow obsessives were this common. Oh, my goodness. It goes on. It goes on. Here's a review from Rainforest Critter. Titles their review, A Good Intro to Crows. <clears throat> Anything crow is good in my world. <laughs> this is a very nice book for kids or others who enjoy those raucous critters. Illustrations are well done and clearly by someone who knows crows pretty well. Five stars. <laughs> I would say I, I thought of myself as a crow enjoyer, right? <laughs> I'm not huge on animals. I, I like animals as much as the next guy. Uh-huh. I might put crows in a top 25 of animals I think are cool. 
But oh yeah, sure. man, this is this is a little different. We've got three more to go. This next one's on my on my on my in, in a bucket of shame because they don't employ the use of the Oxford comma. And <sighs> and I don't want to distract from the review, but as you listen, try and pick out how many lists they have and, <laughs> and where that Oxford comma could be of great use. Uh and isn't used by Amazon reviewer Lily Rose, who titles her review, A Crow Primer. When I ordered this book, I did not realize it was for children. I was attracted by the wonderful cover picture of a crow. (laughs) 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 Discovering that it is for children didn't bother me at all, since I love children's books as much as I love crows. This one is delightful in its description of the intelligence, personality, and habits of crows. Children will enjoy learning about their playful antics and their ability to solve problems, use tools, and adapt to a variety of environments. I highly recommend this book to parents, children, and anyone who loves birds. Five stars. But the thing is, lady, I love birds. But I don't (laughs) think I love birds the same way you be loving birds. No, no, no. I I love Oxford commas so much more. (laughs) Me too. I do love grammar more than birds. I only got through that because I had read it a few times beforehand. (laughs) Yeah, that's one of those reviews. Okay, I got to make sure I really really do some studying before I bring this one up. All right, let's keep them coming. Keep them coming. This is from Mark M007. Titles his review, A Great Book for Kids. Crows are cool and everyone should learn about them, especially children. This is a nicely illustrated children's book with beautiful artwork and very interesting and educational information about these wily birds. Caw, caw, caw! (laughs) Buy this book for your child. You will also enjoy reading it. Five stars. So this is just a crow who figured out how to write reviews on Amazon (laughs) trying to spread propaganda. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned propaganda because our final review, it almost sounds like a a bit of a threat or a warning, if I'm going to be perfectly (laughs) honest. This last one from Wallerish titles their review, A Fun Little Book for Kids. If you are a crow lover like me, then this book will give you a very good piece of propaganda to influence (laughs) young readers to have warm fuzzies for the crows that they'll be encountering throughout their lives. Five stars. I very rarely see a crow. Just wait. (laughs) Soon. I'll be seeing them. Soon they shall rise. I... They just need to subdue us a bit more with their crow propaganda. When you when you see a crow, does knowing more about them from a bio like a uh, not biological kind of um, like, yeah biological standpoint make you appreciate? Does it make the experience that much more enriched? <laughs> not really, maybe like, slightly, but not that much. Like I, I, you know that meme where it's the dude in the corner at a party and everyone's having a <laughs> yes. nice time and he looks grumpy and it'll say something like, "Oh, they don't even know that I know every word to the new JPEG Mafia record." Just like some mm-hmm. outlandish, very specific thing that that person can do. Oh, they don't know that I ate two Subway subs this morning. Something weird like that. <laughs> I just picture that meme, except it's a crow. And it's like, oh, they don't know that I'm one of the most intelligent bird species on the on the planet. But I don't need will. to know, bro. Sorry, crows. I do I oh. do know some facts about you, and I think you're cool. But at the end of the day, I'd throw it all away. <laughs> I'm not going to be carrying that with me the rest of my life, like, like a shiny button or something. I'm over it, bro. Crow reviews did not make me like crows more. I liked crows, and now I think I like them less. They were all – I'd have to go back to the actual listing, but I'm pretty sure it was just overwhelmingly positive. All of those were five stars if, if you weren't paying attention. Yeah. And the crow hive mind has has claimed some victims. I just it's, – it's like when you – you start to like a show less because the fans of the show are so annoying. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about crows now. <laughs> <laughs> the crow fandom is just bu- just bumming me out. That's kind of the point of our precious Max. It's to show a little <laughs> bit of crazy, isn't it? 
it is precious. And they did max it out this week, I'll tell you what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got to say, this is a very bookish episode because the Mm. two options I have for my last review are both books. Getting into autumn. It's a good reading time. Good reading time. I'm going to go with uh, this book here. We had such fun last week with our Bear Shifter book that I could not help (laughs) dig up some reviews from that smut fest again. This one is for Bear in a Bakery, a Bear Shifter Faded Romance. Oh, boy. Estes Park, Shifter's Book 1. I am doing the thing we like to do so much that I'm going to send you a screenshot of this this book cover here, because we love to judge a book by its cover, much like Uh that reviewer did about the crows. (laughs) Um, And why don't you describe to the audience what this bad boy looks like? All right. So, picture, if you will, just a man's meaty torso, completely hairless, and he's got, like, that chocolate bar abs going. It's (laughs) it's so indented. You could run water down that, and it would go down all sides, little little rivulets. And Mm. strangely, strangely, his his pelvis, his crotchal area, is just, like, perfectly in line with a bear (laughs) <laughs> that you would assume would be bigger. It almost looks like he was going to mount the bear, but I assume that he is that bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess, if we're gonna, if we're gonna make sense of this, it's because the bear mostly resides in his penis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does that... look kind of like <laughs> someone's imagining this man has a bear for a penis. Below that, we have the title "Bear" in a good uh, serif font in a bakery, very scripted, beautiful. And we've got some pink, like a pink omber going on here with some baked goods under that. Mm-hmm. And I can see this is Estes Park Shifters Book One with a cute little cupcake logo on it. And what really is crazy to me uh-huh. is you cannot see this man's face. You can't. He, he is cut off at the Adam's apple, at the, the last masculine bastion of the torso. <laughs> And it, it, it's it's very objectifying to me how this you, this man is reduced to just bicep, pecs, nipples, and abs. Yeah, his, he's got some of the, they're not like cross-eyed nipples, but <laughs> the way his pecs are, man, they're going opposite directions. Yeah, the nipple the nipple game is a little is a little crazy. They're like way the, out there on the on the edge. <laughs> Get your nipples closer together, people. <laughs> Uh, this <laughs> review is written by Amy A. Roseland. She titles it Sweet Story. Oh. Uh, she writes, I thought this one was sweet with medium heat. Oh. <laughs> I get a bit annoyed when illegal things are in a story and characters <laughs> don't behave appropriately. So I deducted a star for that and the miscommunication trope that I also dislike. In general, this was fun and fast and a nice setup for the series. Four out of five stars. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to pick at first. <laughs> I got most obviously miscommunication trope. Isn't mm-hmm. that like any romance story? There's got to be a yeah. bit of miscommunication. Yeah. If there's no miscommunication, there is no, there's no second act. Yeah. Is there? Like, excuse me, by the way, I turn into a bear sometimes. I, I hope it doesn't happen to your bakery, but if if it does, <laughs> you just have to sex me up and I'll get back to normal. <laughs> I guess if, if, if he'd gotten that out there, everything would have been fine. Yeah, that really makes me think, is there any, like, romantic comedy or, or romance novel that doesn't have miscommunication? <laughs> that doesn't have a, sor- a certain level of misunderstanding between the, I mean, the two is, characters. You go back to Shakespeare and, and that stuff's there. Right, right. They, and I assume before that, too. If you go to anyone who's having a problem in their relationship, it's either one person is an egotistical freak show. Or, slash bear. <laughs> slash bear. Or they just aren't communicating their ideas to each other in a way that can be heard you know and they might be a bear then they might be a bear in a bakery (laughs) i mean yeah that's where the fun is is you know oh yeah Yeah, that's the uh, feeling the will they they, won't they 
if they could just if they could just listen to each if other. If you got what you wanted right away, it would be two pages long. Oh, I think there's some smut readers that might want that though. <laughs> See, sexy man. Describe sexy man's abs for a paragraph. Describe sexy man's penis for a paragraph. <laughs> And keep her, keep her moving from there, you know what you I know mean? You know what I have to say, actually, uh, <laughs> you know one of, if not my, my favorite book, uh, we've talked about it many times on the show, uh, it's 1984. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole thing would have been just a lot better if everyone was, you know, <laughs> just telling open. the truth about it. <laughs> <Just> open <laughs> and clear. If Big Brother and, and the, and the yeah. government was like, hey... We're lying to you. Also, we know we know you two are hooking up. Winston, we know you're hooking up with, is it Julie? Julie? We know you two are hooking up in that room, and the guy you're trusting, he you shouldn't trust him, just so you know, but have your fun oh. while you can, because we're going to break you in the end. <laughs> oh, jeez. That guy at work is not nice. Jeez. Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. I thought he was a real, a real yeah. cool fella. I had some feelings that my world wasn't everything I thought it was, and now it's validated. So. Man, what would happen if Amy ever ran into one of those much-talked-about unreliable narrators. Whoa. That would really blow the miscommunication or, trope out of the por- out of the water. Don't go read Dante's Inferno, because dude passes out like three or four times. <laughs> yeah, he's unreliable in the sense that he can just <laughs> not get it together. <laughs> oh, Virgil, carry me. <laughs> I mean, if... If you were breaking, if you broke off a branch of a tree and it screamed and squirted blood at you, I think you might, you yeah, might pass out. double over. Yeah. <laughs> so spooky. <laughs> I just wish somebody would have told me that's what was going to happen. Be very <laughs> clear about this stuff. Okay. You're in the sixth level of hell. This is where the suicides are. Yeah. We're using suicides as a noun now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my favorite. <sighs> Uh, my favorite is when coyotes eat my dog. <laughs> that's a, that's a whole nother sweet story, isn't it? I it guess is. we can we can tell it. I very briefly. Sure. Matt and I were in a, a college class together called Western Heritage, <sighs> um, in which you read a lot of classic books from throughout history. One of them was Dante's Inferno. Uh, in class, we were discussing the na- very nature. Of good and evil, and <laughs> this uh, this young lady in our class who Matt and I sort of disrespected on an intellectual <laughs> level, quietly behind okay. her back, yes. of course. Okay. Thank you for qualifying it <laughs> <Yeah>. that way. <laughs> After class, oh, did you hear what she said today? Holy moly type deal. Uh, and one day, um, the, the professor asked, well, can animals be evil? As sort of to get the discretion rolling. And she raised her hand confidently and said, yes, they can. Coyotes are evil because they come to my farm and eat my dogs. And uh, <laughs> the professor was – this this never speechless professor was <laughs> speechless. <sighs> yeah. He said something like, well, you know, just like we get our nourishment from eating cows and chickens, isn't it? You know, aren't they just participating in the food chain as as any other animal? And she would not budge on the, yeah. the moral fiber of these coyotes. Yeah. I mean, I know in, in Native American First Nations uh, cultures, coyotes are looked on as, as tricksters, not to be trusted. They've got some mm-hmm. spirit, some, some juju power. <laughs> but I wouldn't say they're evil. No, I think they're they're a trickster in the sense that Bugs Bunny is a trickster. They're yes. just kind of goofy little dudes running around, changing shape, getting up to goofies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think. Well, let's quickly talk about the uh, the getting annoyed with illegal things before we close yes. this episode. Oh my that goodness, one is, that one is funny to me. <sighs> my good, I. <laughs> <laughs> the scene you, in the the, the scene in the tur- oh she would hate Robin Hood dude you can't read the boxcar kids they live in a boxcar <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's squatting that's illegal that can't be legal and <laughs> Robin Hood when he steals from the rich to give to the needy shut that book just can't handle it <laughs> that's the most fun 
Oh, and your characters, like, you know they're a good character, but they have to go outside the, the rules. Oh, drama. Ooh, look what the, they have the to do. Gray morality. The circumstances are forcing them to do this. What about in the Terminator when the kid hacks the ATM to get money to survive? <laughs> because you a metal Terminator is killing him so he can't go to his part-time job. Turn it off. <laughs> boop, boop. Yeah, it was the illegality that bugged me about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just unrealistic that people would want to break the law. <laughs> I just, my disbelief can only be suspended so much in this upright, bear-loving society. Art should be a mirror of reality, unless it's a reality of law-breaking. <laughs> or unless you're turning into a sexy bear man. But she loves a RoboCop. That mother- motherfucker breaks laws in those movies. Blam! Shot in the dick. <laughs> That's justice. It ain't poetic, but it's justice. <laughs> no one else was justice. Making it to the end of hey. this episode of ReviewParty.com. Thank you for listening, my homies. We got new episodes every Tuesday, Reviews Day. That's right. Hashtag Tuesday, Reviews Day. Tuesday morning, new episodes. Listen to them. If you'd like to... Send in an absurd review for us to make some funny ha-has over. Uh, please send an email with a hyperlink to the review to reviewparty.com at gmail.com and include your name because we would love to throw you credit for it. If you want to reach out to us in some other fashion, if you want to be fashionable, you can totally be fashionable at reviewparty.com on Instagram and TikTok. Those are the fashionable places to be. Also fashionable, I hear, is Twitter at reviewpartypod. If you're not that fashionable, but you're still connected, you're still with it, quote, with it, you still play catch with the quote, catch with your kids, uh, you can go to YouTube and find us at just reviewparty.com. Search that. It'll come up. You'll be amazed what's there. Uh, you'll also be amazed if you go to reviewparty.com.com, check out all the episodes, check out the blog where reviews are written about in every imaginable way. There's the shop where you can, you can buy something, whether you're from Illinois or you're from Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> Certainly not Cincinnati with the Shih Tzus running all over the place. <laughs> we know them though. It's cool. Uh... Uh, hey, you never know what you'll find on the website. It, it was programmed by a bunch of wily coyotes. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're a th- Mr. Throwback, this, uh, this plug session. Yeah, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Throwback. If you hey. don't listen to episode one of Mr. Throwback, you are real lost. <laughs> oh, it's my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. I ran Damn, out of I, I thought I was just interrupting important things with my tomfoolery. Uh, but it, it is I who has important things to say now, and that important thing is, hey, nosebleeds, thank you, my buddies, for letting us use your jam bread for breakfast. You've heard it throughout the episode. You're going to hear it at the, uh, the end of it in just a minute, and you're going to go, damn, good song. And if you want to go, damn, good song, to some more songs, search Nosebleeds on Spotify. Uh, it's one word. If you put a space in between that, I'm going to jump out of your computer and sock you in the face. Uh, I got a, I got a little, a little finisher here. <laughs> okay. Sock in my notes, I referred it to it as the Slim Finisher because the person who wrote it's name is Slim. Okay. Or I shouldn't say their name. Maybe it is their uh, username. But it is for the Chef Boyardee Beef in Tomato and Meat Sauce Ravioli, seven point five ounce pack of twelve. It's a little, the little microwave safe. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Container beef ravs. The college kid savior. Yep. Yep. The Go down to the college corner store. You can overpay for those for about $5. <laughs> uh, the Slim titles their review, Mmm, delicious with bread and butter. They write, just delicious, just delicious. Five stars. <laughs>